0: It's four o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live, broadcasting live from Grace FM Studios in Colorado. So if you're listening in Colorado right now or Wyoming or even Nebraska or online on our app, our free Grace FM app, then you're listening to this show live unless it says it is an encore presentation uh, before and then it is a rebroadcast of a live presentation. And you guys on the East Coast and Hope FM Radio Network, it's Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, you're listening to this Broadcast one week later, but remember, you can call in at any time that the show is on the air, and you will come right into the studio and be on the air live. And then you'll hear it uh, in the East Coast one week later. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We are very grateful for our partnership with uh, with Pastor Bill Lubkeman, uh, who is the pastoral overseer of Hope FM. Um, just what a what a joy to partner together with the ministry coast-to-coast. Coast. Well, we're not quite the West Coast, uh, but that's where I was born and raised on the West Coast, so it's still a little bit of that in me. Uh, but we're here from Colorado, and we're going to talk just a little bit as we do before our uh, or as we wait for our phone lines to light up, 303-690-3000, or you can text me 720 336 0897. Uh, so either way, give us a call. Um, a couple things. Uh, let's start out with a lighthearted note. Uh, last week we received a text uh, question. It was tongue-in-cheek and totally a joke, uh, but it was a funny one for those that know. Uh, it was a brother that said, well, I didn't know if it was a brother or sister because it just came in. It said, uh, how do you minister to someone who is a USC Trojan fan. And and I gave the biblical answer. You become all things to all men, like Paul did. And you become a USC Trojan fan to reach your friend. Uh, and we had a little joke. But I finally found out who did it, who sent it in. Uh, it was a friend of mine from Lompoc, California, uh, who is unfortunately a UCLA Bruin fan. And he was having a little fun with us last week. So it is good to break up our calls just a little bit with some smiles. And, you know, sometimes the show can get so heavy uh, and the issues of life so deep, uh, which is uh, what we are studying as a church in Aurora. We just started. I think it's going to be an eight-week series. Uh, That's my best estimate. An eight-week series entitled Help for the Troubled Heart. And we're going to develop from the Scriptures... A theology of suffering uh, that seems to be lacking in the church today, especially among the prosperity and the word faith teachers uh, that stream of Christianity uh, definitely has lacked uh, in in the area of of i mean in a in a very real way the reality of suffering and pain, and how God uses sin uh, if, as his servant and the pain of sin, the result of sin as his servant to bring it about. Like Joseph said, what's meant for evil, uh, God has turned it around for good. He's used it for good. He works all things together for good. So we we just finished week number one in a Bible study I entitled, Every Life is Touched by Trials. And I do believe that we are going to see a greater interest in, in the topic. Uh, we're in between teaching through the books right now. We just finished the Gospel of John Uh, And which took us quite a few years to do. But praise God that we did. And then we're going to be launching off into the book of Hebrews. And after I finish, if the Lord allows me to uh, finish the book of Hebrews, then at Calvary Aurora, we've taught through the entire New Testament together, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. Um, But if you are interested in this topic, help for the troubled heart and following along with our Bible studies You can download them or listen to them absolutely free. Download our app. It's in your app store, whatever your app store is, and search Calvary space Aurora, Calvary Aurora. And both the Calvary Aurora and the Grace FM apps will come up. uh, And there is a label just for this series of studies or you can go to our website calvaryaurora.org calvaryaurora.org and, and i'm sure they developed i haven't looked recently but they developed a, a special place on the website for these studies as well 3036903000 is the number 3036903000 uh text me uh, if you'd like text me at 720 720- three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go right on to line number one is Gay Gaylene in Fort Morgan, Colorado. Gaylene, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, um it's kind of a good
2: thing that I called because the topic you were just talking about, I'm really going through a big trial. Yeah,
0: I'm um, sorry.
2: They're trying to sentence my son as an adult. And other than that, the family's threatening me and trying to hurt me. And it's like a hate thing over here.
0: Yeah. It's 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 not a fun thing to to see our children get into trouble and and then see it just blow up into to something that we never expected. Yeah. Well let's pray. Thank you. Father, I lift up my sister Gayleen as she wrestles with the pain of uh, this situation with her son. And God, I know there's a couple things uh, that that I can think of to pray. Uh, one is for justice, God, that we would step back and and allow. we we'll really just pray that you would influence the judge and the attorneys and the people that are involved to to bring about justice, and, and any parent would be praying for their child. We would pray for mercy as well, God, uh, that whatever is going on, that the criminal justice system would be used in a way to bring about real change in this young man's life. Uh, it sounds like he's a minor, and so he has his whole life ahead of him to learn and to grow from this mistake, and And I pray for his mom. Um, no, none of us bring our children home from the hospital or or adopt a child to to want to see such devastation um, and such difficulty through uh, bad decisions and maybe being around the wrong people, whatever it might be, God. And I just pray for this precious mom. I, I'm reminded in the scriptures that any time a mom came to you and asked for help with their son, you helped them. And I know that there's help available to my sister as you teach her and you strengthen her and you help her in this very difficult, difficult situation. And, and Lord, all we can do is pray and trust you. And and it's not like all we can do. It's the best thing we can do, and and we will. Uh, I know, God, you don't change our feelings right away, and, and I can hear the pain in Gaylene's um, life right now as she is holding back tears and, and just really emotional through the pain of her boy, Lord. And so would you be the God of all comfort to her who comforts her in all her tribulation that you would reveal yourself in ways that she's never experienced you before and ultimately God as she receives the um the comfort she would turn around and be a comfort to someone else in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you.
2: Amen. Thank you.
0: Okay, sister. Bye-bye.
2: Bye, God bless you.
0: 303 is the number. We're going to move on to line number two is Steve. Steve's calling from Denver, Colorado. Steve, welcome to the program.
3: Thank you, Pastor Ed. I've got a question about the Gospel of Luke, and, you know, Luke was this doctor and very detailed about his writing. And my question is, as I was reading it a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that there was no story of the Magi in there. And, you know, he, you know he's the one who talked about Mary pondering these things in her heart and spent a lot of time with her. And so it, it right. just kind of struck me as, as curious as to why he, he didn't include that story in his Gospel.
0: Well, as you know, there are four Gospels, Matthew, uh-huh. Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, they're each written by an individual author with an individual purpose, and the first three gospels, they're known as the synoptic gospels. Have you ever heard that word before? Oh yeah. Yep. So so they cover the same amount. They cover basically the same time period, but they cover it in unique ways depending on what their focus was. So Matthew wrote his gospel in order to highlight the kingship of Jesus Christ. Mark wrote his gospel, and in his gospel, he highlighted the the servanthood of Jesus Christ and then Luke's gospel uh he wrote his gospel highlighting the perfection the perfect man that Christ is and they couldn't possibly include any um, every single thing that Jesus did I, how they how or why uh they included something had a lot to do with their perspective it had a lot to do with what role they played it it had a lot to do with what they saw or what they were privy to uh and I think John puts it best as John his gospel, now that's the fourth one. It's not a synoptic, but it does cover some of those things. Uh, he says at the end of his gospel, and I think he explains it in a broader sense, uh, it says in John twenty thirty, Truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And that's... The best answer that I can come to. We don't. We aren't told precisely why Luke didn't include it, even though Matthew did. Uh, but we do know that everything couldn't possibly be written because there's not enough pages in the world to contain all that Jesus did.
3: Right. And you know, I was, I was, as I was looking at it, you know, I knew that Luke, you know, Luke was actually writing to, I can't remember the guy's name. Started with a P. Um, Theophilus. Right. 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 And so, so he was writing uh, to him. You know, to, to kind of. Uh, as I understand it, um, solidify the belief that this that this guy started to have, and again, I just I just thought it was very curious, and, and it it struck me it was never a question. You know, I've I've read the Gospel of Luke, I've, I've 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 you know read through many times, and it's just not nothing. It, it never struck me the way it struck me this time. You know how how it happens as you as you learn and you grow, um, yes. and so I did just I I didn't know how to how to. I couldn't I was I, I processed as much as I could process and I had to go to somebody else.
0: <laughs> no, it's a great question. Great observation. This is how this is where really good Bible studies and digging deep come. It comes from these good observations. So keep it up. All right, thank you. Have a good day. All right, bye-bye. Three oh three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Three oh three six nine zero three thousand. Uh let's see, let's go to a couple text questions that I see here. Um, my husband and I have reconciled after much pain and hurt. We've dedicated our lives and marriage back to Christ, and we desire to pray together, but really don't know exactly where to start. Do you have any suggestions?" Well, that's a great question uh, and, a, and, and a great uh, observation of where your, your home life will be strengthened, uh, and prayer is one of them. So let me give you, let me give you, um, let me give you an idea. Or a suggestion. One is to set a to set a time in the evening, if possible, uh, that is non-negotiable. That even if a football game or a baseball game's on, or or whatever it might be, that uh, you are able to um, you're able to say this is the time we're going to gather together in the evening, and open up the Bible and take turns reading. You could either read every other verse, or you could read two chapters. Your husband reads one, and you read one, and maybe even talk about it. And then you guys take turns praying. And And remember, prayer is a very simple thing. It's it's not a complicated thing where there's a right way and a wrong way to pray. Um, you could take out the, the Bible, since you already have it open, and you guys can start praying through what's known as the Lord's Prayer. You probably even memorized it. As a child, if you had, you know, if you grew up in the Roman Catholic Church or you grew up in a church setting, most likely you memorized "Our Father in Heaven, Hallowed be Thy Name." So the first night, you guys just just addressing the Father, God, we we love you, we love your name, and and we worship you here, and thank you for reconciling. And then you begin to thank Him, thank you for reconciling our marriage, uh, and then you begin to ask, petition. L- let me give you a word um, that you can use to remind you of four things you can do in every time you pray. It's the word ACTS, A-C-T-S, A-C-T-S. And you use the letter of that word to remember four ways. A stands for adoration. So in your prayer time, um, worship him. Uh, And then C is confession. Uh, Confess any sin, confess any thoughts, any weird things. Lord, forgive me for this, and I'm sorry, Lord, those types of things. The T stands for thanksgiving. So we're really good at that in prayer, I think. we, If you listen to most prayers in evangel- evangelical circles, we're really good at thanksgiving. And then the S is a word supplication, and it actually just means to request. And then you begin to pray for your family, salvation. You're requesting things from God. A-C-T-S. Uh, that would be a great. but But set a time, even if it's once a week, twice a week, um, be in a place, not like you can, but, but not this set time, I wouldn't suggest it, like be laying in bed, uh, holding each other hand, praying, because you'll probably fall asleep, but be in a place where uh, you can be awake, sitting up, spend some time, you know, what I just described to you wouldn't even take more than 15, 20 minutes to start, and what you'll find is more and more you are together, the more and more you'll pray, great question, 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Let's see who's back on the phone lines. Nick from Aurora, Colorado. Nick, welcome to the program.
1: Hello. Uh, so uh, my question is uh, how to how to keep the faith, how to get back into uh, the routine. My, uh, my life is uh, a bit different than what it was uh, about 30 days ago. I've... Been released from uh, prison, and I was away for about 15 years, so everything is new to me. And uh, and you know, I'm 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 very blessed. I uh, live with my father, and so he was uh, the one suggested to uh, at least listen to the radio, uh, which, uh, your 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 uh, broadcast. Um, really? He he's he's a member to, of your Gizeh's Church. And I yes. hope eventually my will uh, be approved by my parole officer to uh go as well. But uh yes. for now the radio station, um it's uh you 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 have the spirit, you know, I, I, I can I can connect and uh and in prison, you know, it's it's a different game when you are uh opening the Bible type of thing, you know. It's uh you're judged and everything that you do open there. So yes. um so now, you know, uh I, I've only been out for two weeks and uh technology and people and I mean just everything is just totally different. So, you know, um I just wanna you know, uh
0: Well let's I, talk I, about I, a few things. I,
1: I guess I keep praying, you know, and, 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 and I am very blessed. I'm uh you know, so I guess my question is just uh, how to keep the, the the spirit alive and keep uh keep believing.
0: Well, there's a few things. Um, there's a model that we find in the Bible to to help us on what it looks like to live out the Christian life. It's it's the Scripture Acts chapter two verse forty two, and these four things the believers did in order to this was their natural response to being a part of the body of Christ, uh, and it can be done together like when you get permission to be in a church service one day you'll you'll be able to enjoy that uh, but yeah. until then you'll you can enjoy it with your dad right there in the house uh, yeah. you can enjoy the fellowship aspect but there's four things one is to study the bible and read it okay. secondly is they it says they continue steadfast in the apostles doctrine in prayer and so you have a personal prayer life with god they they also uh broke bread together which i believe is a reference to uh, enjoying communion, and, you know, next time, if your dad comes to church and he comes on a Wednesday night or he comes on one of the days that we have communion, tell him to take some bread home, some of those crackers that we use, tell him to take extra, and then when he okay. gets home, he, you guys can have communion right there in your house. Okay, thank you. Uh, and, then, and then fellowship, Um, you know, that's where you're talking about the things of God. And right now, because of, you know, your parole and the things that are there, there's some limitations on that. Um, but but we're going to live within the limitations. And so you have radio that kind of helps to connect you and tether you while you're waiting for some more freedom to be granted to you as you earn it. Uh, and then also if you have access to the internet, um, we have our services live, so you can actually be a part of the service. Right there, live uh, like you were watching on a screen, and you're um, you're right in our sanctuary, and you can start. You can sing with us. You can like tonight. We're going to have a time of singing, then we're going to have a time of prayer, and then we're going to have a time of Bible study, and you can do that right right there on your computer screen.
1: Wow. Uh, and, e- eventually, I'll have uh, access to the internet. Right now, I'm still on restrictions, but um, okay. The, the radio perfect, is so then. far, you know, uh, uh, a, a great blessing. You know, it's. Uh, like it's it's as if I'm almost there, you know. So eventually, I will have permission to right. uh, go good. to the church and stuff like that. So uh, that's definitely going to be a, uh, a privilege. I mean, I'm definitely going to enjoy.
0: And and the radio is a radio is a pretty powerful tool because at seven o'clock tonight we flip the switch and we do the same thing we do on the internet. So you can be a part of our church services. It's live. So we broadcast it live at seven o'clock tonight. Uh, that you can be a part of our church services right over the radio. We're, we're going we're gonna to do exactly what we do on the Internet, we're going to do exactly what we do in the room, except that it's live over the radio, too.
1: Right on. There you, well, thank you uh, for our, uh, all that you do so far, and uh, I'll keep on tuning in.
0: Yeah, jot down that verse so you remember it, Acts 2.42, because it's something that you can always go back to uh, and see okay. the, the, the strength of those four things that's where you start.
1: Well, my father's listening right now. He he he, uh, he called me, you know, to uh, ask a question or just listen. And I said, well, I better ask the question now before I get uh, too shy and, and just, just listen. So uh, I'm out here uh, doing some laundry in the in the amazing day we're having. This is a beautiful day. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, thank you. And uh, Acts 242, is that what it was?
0: Acts 242. Yes, sir.
1: Okay. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, brother. Bye bye. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. So encouraged that the Lord would give second chances, and won't have to go to jail ever again, and just enjoying the freedom. Praise the Lord for that. All right, we're going to move on to Maryland. This is Ray in Chestertown, Maryland. Ray, welcome to the program.
4: Thank you, Pastor, so much for taking my call. I. I have a question that I feel silly asking, but it's something that has really bugged me for a long time. Um, my mom and I were very, very close, and uh, she passed away seven years ago. And after she passed, uh, I went into a deep, deep, dark depression for almost two years. Uh, okay. Right after she passed away, my mom loved hummingbirds. And on the outside of mm. her coffin, on each corner— we had a ceramic hummingbird Uh, i hadn't seen a hummingbird in 40 years and a couple weeks after she passed uh, i was out in my garden and right beside me was a hummingbird and stayed there for three seconds right after that my son came running out he was 10 years old at the time and he said that he saw a hummingbird in the house and my question is Can, once people pass, can they send any messages to let them know that they're okay, or was this a coincidence, or or what you think it was?
0: Okay, the answer to your first question, I think, biblically is no. Once somebody passes uh, into the presence of the Lord or into a Christless eternity, they aren't able to send us messages or to come back and visit us, or anything like that. And there's, a, there's actually a passage in the Bible that I think uh, really tells us that, uh, and that is in Luke chapter 16, um, there is a statement that is given uh, where in, in the eternal realm, Abraham is asked a question, can you send somebody to my family? I have five brothers. Would you send someone to testify to them? And Abraham said, uh, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. Uh, no, but if somebody goes to them from the dead, they'll repent, they said. And in verse 31 he says, uh, If they do not hear Moses from the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, through one rise from the dead. And so it kind of goes along with what you mentioned to, the, to, to Trent as you were screening the call, the idea of a ghost. Um, I do believe that there are, whenever when when someone sees a literal ghost, that it's it's a demonic, that's a demonic appearance. It's not like Casper the friendly ghost. Um, it's a demonic appearance. And I know that there were a couple of times where the disciples said, oh no, it's a ghost, but they were just as superstitious then uh, as people are today. Uh, so that's the Bible answer. But let's talk to something more significant uh, in terms of the personal part of your question, and that's this. What was that what it was? I believe was a real hummingbird in your house that Connected you immediately to a wonderful memory of your mom and It was a gift from God. It was and will continue to be oh. a, a gift of being reminded in all these wonderful beautiful memories that will cut away some of the grief that you're feeling the, just the fact that you miss her like crazy uh that could it be possible that god uh r- a prearranged a hummingbird to come into your house for sure that's possible um, could it be that hummingbirds uh, are around your house and and uh, one got in your house and and through the circumstances of seeing it you just had a great memory yes but i would just chalk it up to a, tr- a wonderful gift a beautiful memory <laughs> and you know your mom is is very much still alive in your heart and in your memory uh, right. and and praise god for the memories
4: oh wow pastor you know i never i feel foolish because i never looked at it that way that that it could have been a gift from god and that's an, um, that's just amazing to me
0: it it really is i mean it's grief is a monster it just destroys our minds it it uh, crushes our spirits, and it, it, you know, I know, I know when um, when my son passed away. Uh, even though I know he's in the presence of the Lord, something just died inside of me, and sure. something changed. And uh, I, I'm familiar with the depression and the discouragement and the spiritual attacks, and and yet I'm also familiar. I mean, I'm I'm here in my office right now, and I'm looking at an old uh, water bottle that he used to carry around that I have as a memory. I'm looking at uh, a little Woody doll from Toy Story, uh, which he he was... So I've got these wonderful memories. Behind me, I've got a Rose Bowl ticket that he and I went to a football game together. And so I've got things set up around my house uh, that uh, are, enable me to have some tremendous memories. And then, you know, my son was a state trooper. So anytime I see a state trooper car, I'm immediately praying for their safety and remembering my boy. And just like you, you've got all of these wonderful opportunities to have such beautiful memories of your mom, and this was one of them. What a cool memory, too. I mean, that's a gem. It's yeah. a treasure.
4: Well, Pastor, thank you so much for your time, and I I think your ministry is just absolutely wonderful, and I think you're, just, you're, you're changing lives, and it's great. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, brother. God bless you out in Maryland.
4: Thank you. God bless you, sir. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Hey, we're coming up on the first half of the show. We're going to have a break here. Uh, So thanks for joining us. We have an open line. We actually have, I think, all lines open. So give me a call, 303. No, we have two lines open, 303-690-3000. Grab those two lines while they're available. Uh, The phone number to call anywhere in the country is 303-690-3000. Or we can sometimes use the text line to fill time. Uh, That's 720-336-0897. Bible study tonight, Calvary Aurora, 7 o'clock. We're going to worship together, we're going to pray together, we're going to have communion, and we're going to continue to study verse by verse through the book of 1 Kings. What a study. It's been so encouraging uh, what God's been doing in our fellowship on Wednesday nights, and you are welcome. I'll give you all the details on the other end, uh, and including you guys on the East Coast that can tune in online. So we'll be right back. This is Ed Taylor, uh, Calvary Live. Stick around for the second half. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, welcome back to Calvary Live. So glad you can join us. I'm reading a text question here, and I need to respond. It's a great question, uh, and I'm asking them to call into the show so we can talk about it. It's a question about, let me read it to you. Uh, It says, my husband and I do not agree on God's will in our life, so much so we've made a decision where there is no turning back. He is convinced our decision is God's will, but my gut is screaming no. He believes I'm not stepping out in faith. How do we reconcile this? Um, This is one I'd like to talk about because there's too many nuances to it. It would be great, though, if you could call in uh, so that you could benefit the entire audience to dialogue about this uh, with some of the details. Uh, because uh, it will be hard for texting. 303-690-3000. Lines are full. Uh, I mentioned just before the break, a reminder and an invitation to our services tonight. Uh, We do have midweek Bible study here at Calvary in Aurora. We're located on Hampton, just east of Tower Road in southeast Aurora. You can join us online at calvaryaurora.org. No matter where you are in the country, just make sure you got the right time. It's seven o'clock mountain time. So that makes it 9 p.m. out on the East Coast, uh, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. And we also broadcast live on our app and Grace FM uh, so that we can just sow the seeds of the gospel using technology that the Lord has allowed us uh, to to be stewards over. Uh, So you're invited, 7 o'clock. We're studying through the Old Testament book of 1 Kings. Same is true. For our weekend services, right now we have three of them. Although I do see the parking lot filling up again and the sanctuary's filling up again, so I don't know what the Lord's going to do about that in in our our ministry. But you could um, you could join us on Saturday nights at 6 p.m. or Sunday mornings at 8:45 and 10:45. We just began a new eight-week series entitled "Help for the Troubled Heart." And we only have gone through the first Bible study it's posted online and on our app listen to it if you're not a part of our fellowship. I do believe that God has a word for us in relation to pain and a a suffering a, a theology of suffering um, but uh, we'd love to serve you in that area it's unfortunate you know I wrote uh, I'm writing an uh, introduction to it in um, you know, it's because we want to develop the Bible studies into a book as well. And, um, you know, I, I, I jotted down a, um, uh, a few notes and, and I said, no one sets out to write a book on suffering. Uh, I don't believe they do. I mean, obviously, you're going to make the decision to do that. But who would want to go through suffering in order to write a book on suffering? And, uh, and so um, we're going to go through it, man. We're going to jump in. Uh, we're going to let the Holy Spirit do a uh, tremendous work. Uh, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We want to be filled with uh, the perfection of His heart and His life. Uh, so come on out. You're invited to Calvary Aurora. It's a great church, and not a perfect church, but um, but a great church. And we're just so grateful to to be used in these <clears throat> last days. dot. Uh, Let's get back to the phone lines. They're full again. We're going to go to Harak uh, in Denver. Welcome to the program.
3: Uh, hello, Pastor Ed. Hello. Uh, I have a prayer request from my grandma. Uh, her name is Seda, and she had a stroke. Okay. And she's not. And she's not doing very well. So I'd just like to pray yeah. for her.
0: Father, we pray for this precious uh, woman. That's very important in many people's lives, uh, including Harak's life. And his heart is out, going out for his grandmother. And you know what's going on in her body. You know the effects that have occurred because of the stroke. And we pray for a healing upon her body, God, a a, a, a tremendous touch of your spirit that your perfect will would be accomplished through this sickness, giving wisdom to the doctors and the nurses, uh, that are caring for her, and that she would come back with a strong, speedy recovery in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed.
0: Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, we got a text request uh, for Dana. We want to pray for Dana in Oklahoma. Her husband uh, is a pastor, and Dana had a brain hemorrhage a a few days ago and still in the ICU. I also want to add, that's for my... Uh, our producer, Trent, uh, and his wife, Tammy, have sent that prayer request in, so we definitely want to pray. And then I want to add to that a sister named Paula, uh, that she would just, you would con- that God would continue to strengthen her in her battle against cancer. Uh, and I'm sure, as I mentioned the word cancer, many people can connect with that, uh, and you can join me in prayer. So Father, I do ask for Dana, uh, that you'd bring a speedy recovery. Thank you for catching this hemorrhage. I know the ICU is very scary, all the beeps and all of the machines and all of the breathing apparatus and all of it. It's just very scary. And I pray that you'd give Dana a fast recovery. Um, I pray God that again, while uh, Dana is in under the care of the doctors there, they're just the, the ICU team is just amazing. Um, so grateful for them and just an amazing group. God, and, so bless them and encourage them, and um, I also pray God for Paula and those battling cancer right now. God, that you would strengthen her and encourage her, uh, that that you would come alongside and in, in her body and her mind, Lord, and establish her. Uh, that her faith would not fail, Lord. And I'm encouraged every time she sends me a text. I'm. Uh, it makes uh, the things that I'm going through uh, look very small, and. Of course, when we put things in perspective of who you are, God, uh, and how big you are in our lives, and it is small. So, Lord, would you increase our faith? I I know what... I'm reminded, uh, in, in just right now, in this time of prayer, God, I'm reminded of that time when you told Peter that Satan asked for him to sift him like wheat, and then you said, but I've prayed for you, Peter, that your faith would not fail, and when you return... Strengthen your brethren. Lord, would you, we just want that same prayer. The enemy wants to sift us. Even I feel that sifting, Lord, and it's so tiring. I I wish it would stop. Um, But I know that you're praying for us. You're praying for me. You're praying for Paula, for Dana. Many, many, Many that are listening in, you're praying for us. You're interceding for us. You're still the consummate servant. And would you establish us in the faith, Lord, that our faith would not fail, uh, that it wouldn't get it even as far as Peter's, you know, where he denied you, but that you would establish us and you would strengthen us and we lift these needs up to you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. 303 690 is the number. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Calvary Chapel, and almost celebrating 80, 80, no way, 18 years. Although I did notice And some of you guys might want to call in or text me and make sure I'm saying it right, but I thought I noticed recently that Mission Hills Church in Highlands Ranch celebrated 75 years. If that's true or not, would somebody text me? 720-336-0897. 75 years in our community? Oh, man. God bless you guys. And I I, I think that uh, the Church of the Nazarene also has a longevity of many, many, many years uh, in our community. Uh, So, And then I think um, in Aurora, the High Point Church, which used to be Aurora First Assembly, I believe, they also have a tremendous, many, many years of ministry in our community. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness over the years uh, to our community, Uh, Mission Hills, First Church of the Nazarene, Denver, uh, High Point and many other churches that you guys are making a difference. I, I just I believe that the Lord would have, give, have have me to share a word with you today um, pastors that are listening in or um, maybe uh, folks that go to churches like you you look at your church and you think it's a small church because all the attention in magazines and the radio seem to emphasize the large churches or what they even have a term for it mega church where thousands of people go, and then you look at your church and you think, well, I only have 50, or I only have 100, I believe I have a word from the Lord to you, and it's simply this. There are no large or small churches in the eyes of God. There is no such thing. Every true church that preaches the gospel and believes in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is, is vital and important to the plan of God. I mean, think about it. They say about 10% of churches are mega churches. 90% of churches are under 100 adults. So the majority of congregations around the world is under 100 adults. And God is well-pleased with the size of your church. You, you as a pastor or leaders, you might be thinking, what am I doing wrong, and what could I be doing better? Listen, if you're faithful to the Lord in your calling— And you're loving the people that are in front of you. And you're teaching the Bible. And you're visiting the hospitals. And uh, you're going to the bedside of the sick and the dying. And you're serving the Lord. Don't let the size of your church stumble you. It goes both ways. So you're a pastor listening in. And you go, well, my church is thousands of people. It doesn't make you any better than anyone it just means you have more responsibility. I mean, think about it. You're going to have to answer to God for everyone that's ever come through the doors of your church. You're going to have to answer to God for how you treated them, how you cared for them, how you ministered to them, how you served them. What did you do with what I gave you is going to be the question I think is going to be asked of us. And so just because the church might be larger than another church, that doesn't mean that's no big deal. It just means more responsibility. And so you, you have to be careful. I do believe that was, that was a, a special rhema word of the Lord for you. Uh, don't be discouraged, guys, in the ministry, and don't be prideful. Just serve the Lord. Be faithful to the people in front of you. And let's reach this city uh, with the gospel, with the good news that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose again, whatever city you might be in. All right, let's move on to line number two. Joyce is calling in from Maryland. Um, Joyce, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you, Pastor Ed. I'd like to first thank you and hope that for all the blessings you give us. I, I love your app. I listen to you all the time. So thank oh, you wonderful. for everything, everybody. You're welcome. Um, I hope that you can help me. Um, understand my friend's attitude and help me with the jumbled feelings that I have um, after talking to her. Sometimes, um, I'll give you two quick examples. Um, I well, I feel like God has made me that that He has me here as a gentle seed sower, because in my life, most people haven't, it, although they've gone to church, they haven't really heard the gospel, and yes. um, and so I I. Talk to God all the time. I'm going to be definitely talking to him a lot about this um, now that I'm off work, but um and and helping he'll help me deal with all this. I know, but um basically, uh, recently, for instance, I was I I was talking to her about you know in the Bible how Jesus could say to some, I never knew you, and she she got upset at me and said, well first of all she said she doesn't <laughs> want to be a Christian if it means that. That people may not go. That every all the nice people, the good people who do good, do good things may not go to heaven. But um, she also said I'm misinterpreting things. And I, I asked her how can you misinterpret John? Yeah, I quoted John fourteen six, um, and and I said how? She said you're misinterpreting it. And I said I don't I don't understand how you like how do you interpret it? And she wouldn't answer. And then um, today I mentioned to her that I was kind of disappointed that my daughter. Went to a, 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 a you know a fortune teller with her friend. I asked her please not to go, and she did. And I, I just mentioned in passing that I wish she hadn't gone, and, and my friend said that that's perfectly fine to do that. And I said, well, you know, there are e- there is evil, and it's it's not wise. You know, the Bible says not to do that. It's inviting in trouble. And she began arguing about it, and I I didn't really say much uh, because I listened for God to sometimes had me be bold, and sometimes step back. And um, and basically she said that people shouldn't be interpreting the Bible and that I shouldn't be acting like God, which I didn't, didn't even think I was. So I just, God had me be silent. Um, but it makes me have all these jumbled feelings. I immediately felt really bitter and resentful, and I, I, be, I began sending up prayers. I said, no, no, that's not how I'm supposed to feel. I'm supposed to pray for her. Uh, I just don't understand the attitude, and I I don't know. I just don't understand.
0: Well, when you say you don't understand, does that mean you don't intellectually understand, or it's just frustrating to you?
2: It's frustrating to me, and I don't, and the funny thing is, she tells me often that I should not be trying to, you know, if I sow a seed, if I mention something that comes up in passing that, uh, like about the good, all good people go to heaven, and I say, well, Actually, i re- finally read the Bible, and it, it does it actually doesn't say that. Um, then she says that I shouldn't be forcing my opinions on people, which I really feel like I'm very gentle about it. I don't want to I don't want to turn anybody away from Jesus. And in fact, my daughter even said to me the other day, "You're you're you're non non-judgmental," and I was thinking yes. to myself, actually, I'm. In my head, I'm thinking, "Ooh, that's really wrong." But I, I just refer back to Jesus and His word. Sure. It's not for me to judge, but definitely there, there's judgment. Right. There's definitely. Judgment yeah. And there on is.
0: That. Well, well, let's let's talk about a few things and 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 kind of mm-hmm. let's do a, a larger, um, broader perspective. Um, first of all, let's think of this: what you're up against as. Uh, how difficult it would be to describe the rainbow to a blind person Mm -hmm. or to describe the green grass. For example, you know, you're talking to a blind person and you're saying, um, man, you should have seen how beautiful the grass was. Really, what's grass? Well, it's these blades of things that come out of the dirt. Well, what's what's dirt and what's a blade? Well, you know it's green, green like a, like the leprechauns, and and they're like, "What's leprechaun?" I, you, they aren't. they they're, they're going to come up with an answer. Um, they're going to come up with an answer that's going to be a, a s- sort of frustrating because there's no frame of reference for mm-hmm. them to attach to, and it sounds like your friend, this coworker, is going through a series of pre-programmed responses to the truth, like you're not the first person that's ever shared this with her, and Mm -hmm. as over the years, they've developed their own system of belief, they've become their own god, little g, um, Mm -hmm. which is what our secular worldview system actually teaches them, so she's a product of our world, and the world system, she's got her own religion, and in her religion, uh, there is no room for Christianity. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so when God allows a Christian to come into her life, she naturally resists. And in her resistance, she's also trying, whether on purpose or not, I I don't know her motives, although, um, I mean, it's pretty clear, she's not only wanting to respond to you, but she's wanting to push you away. Mm -hmm. And she's trying all of these little different places to see what's going to work on you and what's not going to work. And what I like to do with people like this, when I was when I was still in the business world, and I worked, with, I, I I was always just looking for that little opportunity. Um, sometimes, like the conversation's been all about you know fortune tellers and things, just conversations, and there hasn't been any agreement. But but I tell you, if you pray this next week, maybe you have two more days, so the next two days, ask God which one it will be, Thursday or Friday, that you just go up to your your friend and you say, "Is there anything I can pray for you about?" Mm-hmm. That that's a real disarming statement.
2: Well, actually, um, she she does, w- she does have me pray for things.
0: Good, good. So like, so the oh, reason I'm looking for those types of things is because I want I I want to I want to be able to find a bridge into her life.
2: Yes. Well, she she's Catholic, and good. um, and she does she does I actually have helped her through a lot of things, and she helped me through some things. Um. So. Uh, so she does actually ask me to pray.
0: Good, that's good. So keep mm-hmm. a list, like make that the conversation piece. Especially, like so. For example, let's say you guys got in an argument in the morning. Well, by the time you leave, you follow up on prayer so that you're always like, "Hey, how's this going?" Because we I've been praying for this, or w- what's this look like? As I'm building a bridge with her, and and mm-hmm. while I'm building a bridge with her, I want to find out the pattern of all her resistance. Like, for example, you shouldn't be so judgmental. You know, that, that's, that's, that's not only a, a direct statement, but it's also an attack on your character. Uh-huh. Right? She's going after you and right. wanting to make you become defensive and defend instead of talking about the facts. That That's a personal uh, logical fallacy. It's called ad hominem. She's, she's attacking the person because she doesn't have a good answer to the issues. And well, we just got to be a- careful. Oh,
2: I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. He did that about um, Jesus saying, "I never knew you." I said, "I said I did not make this up. I it, it's in the Bible." But she yes. she doesn't have any books. But she and I've even said to her, "You may want to look it up." And she said, "I don't want to look it up." I said, "Read it. You know, read it for yourself." That's why I tell people, um, "I didn't I didn't make this up." <laughs> but I was surprised to read it. Um, because in my, you know, I grew up in the Episcopal Church, and, and, and I know there are wonderful churches that do do teach the gospel, so I'm not saying anything about that. But in the churches I grew up in, nobody nobody even mentions Jesus, really, and, and it's a word that everybody is afraid to say. Um, so, and God, you know, we talk about God, but um, this is a whole new thing where I read the Bible and I was shocked to see it some of the things in there because uh, people don't know what it really says. A lot of people haven't read it.
0: That's true. Ultimately, it sounds like you're doing a great job with her. It sounds like you're fulfilling the Great Commission. It sounds like that the Lord God has put you in her life and she's very blessed to have you. And ultimately, we just remember this, what Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. It says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And mm-hmm. that really is the essence. Only God can open her eyes. Only God can convict her of sin. Only God can draw her to himself. And you and I are just tools uh, to water, to plant, and to wait and to watch until God gives the increase.
2: Awesome. Well, that's fascinating. Things you've said are fascinating. So I really appreciate you, you giving me that insight, and that helps me a lot.
0: You're welcome. There's one other thing that I that I if you have the time to take it one step further is to really come up with answers that she's going to agree with. For example, going back to that going back to that statement, you're so judgmental. Um, I don't think we should be interpreting uh, the Bible that way. You know, one of the things I'd say I'd probably ask her and I'd say, well, um, do you think we should be judgmental when it comes to driving? Mm-hmm. And you know she'll probably have some answer, yeah, there's horrible drivers no I said, no, not about other drivers as much as shouldn't I make a judgment when the light turns red? because mm-hmm. if I don't make a judgment when the light turns red, i'm going to run a red light. Don't you make judgments when you and begin to associate the very things she says are not appropriate uh-huh. to reveal to her in her own life? She does this all the time,-,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's and not I a bad th- thing
2: I feel like she's judging me <laughs> i feel like yeah. some of the things she says to me are really more applicable to her
0: <laughs> they probably because, are you know i i huh? know as a believe unbeliever i was pretty resistant i was pretty nasty at times and i made fun of people that's probably my biggest tool is i just made fun of people that believed in god and and god had the last laugh so if god had the last laugh with me he can certainly with your friend
2: yes yeah. Well, he's powerful, and he loves to turn little situations like this into something good for his glory. So thank you so much for everything. Bless you.
0: Okay, God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, here's a question real quick. After we plant the seed, do we still continue to mention the gospel? Sure, but it doesn't have to be like a, a gospel presentation of the same thing. Um, you you want to mention the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, um, but, if you have already mentioned it you don 't have to keep um, you don 't have to keep hammering a nail or anything like you just be open to the spirit, share the gospel, let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to accomplish, and let him do you know you and I are unable to accomplish the work of God, only he gives new life, and we are just pawns in his hands, tools in his hands, or i 've been mentioning a quote recently by John Wimber. Uh, that said we 're just coins in the father 's pocket, and he can spend us however he wishes, and we just would submit to that and allow the Holy Spirit to encourage us um, and be used by him i mean it 's good I wish every everyone had a testimony like this sister in Maryland that is sharing the gospel with their coworkers, even though it 's hard, and there 's all kinds of resistance and and arguing and and you know mad people, and praise god she 's praying and praying, it's it's wonderful and and oh, it just takes time and and really it's the, it's in the lord's hands it's a, they've always been in the lord's hands uh and so um oh man this is a hard one I'm calling in from Colorado Springs texting hey pastor would it be possible for you to pray for a family in Mountain Springs Church in uh Colorado Springs I don't know if you've heard about it but their two youngest children 5 and 7 Uh, were stabbed by their older brother. Um, I did not hear about that, and that's horrific. And I pray, God, for the Murphy family right now. I just can't even imagine what they're feeling and what they're going through right now. And I don't have any particular uh, uh, request to say except to ask you to minister to the Murphys today, Lord. Um, Comfort them and help them uh, as this is going to be a very difficult situation. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're coming up to the end of the program today. I so appreciate you guys uh, being a small part of it. I'm, I'm grateful to be a small part of your life, uh, you know, people, you folks calling in and, and being a part of all that God is doing uh, through the airwaves, uh, through the podcast, as you guys are downloading it and listening to it at a later time. You can go to your iTunes uh, and download the podcast. You can use any podcast, I think, program to find it, uh, but we use iTunes uh, and would love for you to download the podcast uh, for Calvary Live. Appreciate everyone that called in today. Uh, just praying that the Lord would do a work in your heart and in your life, that he would pour out his Holy Spirit upon you, that he would bless you in your church. Thank you guys for texting in that uh, it was a 75-year celebration for Mission Hills. So congratulations for you guys. It's no small thing to think of all the warfare and the victories and the difficulties and the, the the amazing faithfulness of God in your ministry in 75 years. So congratulations and bless the name of the Lord for his strength and faithfulness through the ministry of uh, Mission Hills in Highlands Ranch. Uh, and uh, we're so grateful uh, to serve Jesus Christ in these last days. It's getting harder and harder, that's for sure. Uh, more difficult at every turn. Uh, evil is all around us, and and yet, God is faithful. And maybe tomorrow we'll talk a little bit about, uh, Lord willing, how, easy, how comfort and ease just really makes us ineffective for the gospel. I was speaking with uh, Pastor JJ today about missions in Thailand and Ukraine and Man, it's hard. Uh, Many, many people living a hard, difficult life. And just like you, some of you listening in, you're like, wait a minute, Ed, it's not just the Ukraine, and I'm living a hard, difficult life, and I'm sorry. I know it's hard, and um, I know the the life can really slap you around uh, really hard. But the Lord is faithful, and He is good, and we're still standing, still declaring His name, still declaring his faithfulness because God is good. When you face something you don't understand, always fall back on what you do understand. Have a great evening in the Lord, and we'll see many of you at Calvary Aurora tonight. God bless you.
4: Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.